I get asked a lot too, like, how do I get started? And the biggest thing that I tell people is just start talking about it. Like eventually each community and each town and, and city, whatever, wherever you're at, like each community has their own specific needs. And I, I really encourage people to, if they're wanting to start, start locally, start how you can make an impact where you're at right now. Um, and the best way to do that is just to start by talking about it. Awareness is contagious. The Life in Motion podcast is brought to you by Actual Outdoors. They help build beautiful brands that highlight the approachable and authentic parts of outdoor recreation. Said simply, they keep it real. Learn more at actualoutdoors.com. This is the Life in Motion audio experience, a podcast about travel, action sports, culture, and more. What's up and welcome to episode 128 of Life in Motion. I've got Colin Donaldson with me, who is an eco-activist and creator. Currently, he's on an awesome mission to pick up trash every day in 2022. I can't wait to hear what inspired him to do this and also how he's inspiring others to do the same. Colin, thanks for being on the show today. Hi, thank you. I'm super excited. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited, especially like, you know, we mentioned uh, checking some of your latest videos, uh, awesome content for an awesome uh, uh, mission and goal anyways. But before we get into, um, you know, what inspired that and like I said, how you're kind of inspiring others in that way, who, what, what is your background story? You know, where are you from? Where you grew up? Hobbies you had growing up? Kind of what, um, what sort of led you down this path? Yeah, those are actually very interlinked on how I got started and, and kind of my background. So I grew up in St. Petersburg, Florida. It's this very like at, at, when I was born, it was a low key beach town. But now it's currently like the secrets out. But we're having a lot of <laughs> right now. Um, and that's actually like uh, how I got started. So I was working on the beach, St. Pete Beach, and I was renting out cabanas and jet skis to people and like if you've ever talked to like a fisherman or, or a surfer or anybody that spends a lot of time on the ocean, they have this inherited love for ocean like conservancy and, and everything that has to do with like protecting our ocean. So um, growing up here, I kind of had that same inheritance of that love for the ocean. And um, during my job, people would come out and be like, hey, man, you have the best job in the world. I love bringing my family out here. You just chill on the beach all day. This is the greatest place ever. And then when they would leave, like to pack all their stuff up and go back to those northern states that they were visiting from, uh, they would just leave all of their trash in the sand. And, and it never really, I couldn't really put two and two together as to why you would treat your favorite place in the world like that. Yeah. And I also had the sense of like, this is where I live. Like, I'm going to see this tomorrow if nobody picks this up or it's going to eventually blow into the ocean. So um, I started just kind of like talking about it on social media, started on Instagram and and then it just kind of took me down this path where I was just learning so much. I, I don't have like a, a very scientific background. Like my background is mostly in like creating videos and, and, you know, making little skits and educating on certain things. So when I put the two together, I was like, why haven't I been doing this before? Like match, matching, matching my passion with uh, environmentalism with, you know, my passion for making videos and educating. And it just kind of fell into place from there. That's, that's awesome. Um, and and yeah, I'm sure as, as, as that's what I was actually going to ask you is, uh, you know, having, uh, you know, tourists come in, you know, for the summer, do all that stuff. If there's sort of like a love hate relationship there, because obviously, you know, that helped with your with your job. I'm sure that was the busy part of your season. But then kind of seeing the the after effect, kind of whether or not it, it being intentional or just kind of not thinking about it. Um, Absolutely. I'm sure yeah, there's a love hate with there. <laughs> totally. And. It's so in St. Pete, 
in Pinellas County more specifically, uh, our tourism industry is our, is our biggest industry. I think we did like $10 billion in tourism last wow. year. So yeah, it's like, our, it's our main, our main focus. So we, it's never so much that we're trying to deter um, people from visiting. I, I, I'm someone that I, I, when I was a kid, this place where I live was not very prominent on people's minds. So I was always like, why are people sleeping on this place? And now I'm like, I wish people were sleeping on this place. But um, I, I really do enjoy the, the, the culture that tourism brings. And I think it's great. The whole, the whole part that I really wanted to nail in was like, you're visiting our beaches and we want to keep them beautiful for you to come down and visit these, these white sands and these blue, this blue water, like these beautiful, this beautiful scenery. We want to keep it that way. So um, I kind of tapped in earlier this year with um, my, my actual like city on this tour campaign of like volunteerism. So while you're here visiting, why don't you volunteer a little bit, maybe jump into a beach cleanup or, or do something to help like, the campaign was called unwind and be kind. So that was the idea yeah. of like, while you're unwinding, be kind to where you're at. That's awesome. Um, the, I, lo- I love the, the volunteerism aspect um, as well. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if you've heard of a, uh, a nonprofit called uh, waves for development. Um, mm, but they kind of, it's oddly enough, they're, they're based out of, or I guess organization is officially in upstate New York, but their whole mission is they actually do kind of those volunteerism trips down to Peru. Um, wow. and while they're there, they're doing beach cleanups. They're, they're running like, um, different, you know, arts and culture and, and language classes for the kids. there, like building skate parks, like fixing up their community. So it's kind of a, a fun mix, mix with that. So so to that point, I guess, what, what was the, um, I guess, the city or the municipality's uh, kind of response? And you're like, hey, how, how, do we, how do we fix this disconnect? Were they all on yeah. board? Or? It, was, it was actually this kind of like natural progressing thing um, that happened. The city reached out to me with this idea. And immediately I was just like so incredibly get, grateful to have the position to, you know, be, spread this mission and this idea in the city that I grew up in. So we kind of sat down and we're figuring out like originally they wanted to do it more so on the side of like, as things are opening up past COVID, like treat your treat the wait staff and, and the tourism, like the um, community service people with like a, a decent uh, upstanding respect more than you maybe had in the past. Yeah. And then when we got to talking, they also like, we're like, well, we should also just be kind to the environment and the planet uh, as well as an extension. So with that, we kind of sat down and figured out like, how do we, how do we get people to want to spend that time and really tap into the idea of volunteerism? And I think we came, we came up with like a, we have six beaches in this County. We did a six week, six beach cleanup. Um, and it was great. We had different people from different parts of, the country come out while they were here on their weekend. And I, I, I was really taken back and really grateful how open and accepting um, the city was with my ideas and, and their idea to work with me. They kind of took a chance on me too, working with a creator and an influencer as opposed to just doing their standard, standard marketing and putting out a commercial. Um, and I feel like they were really also surprised with how well the reception was on that side of things. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. And, you know, bringing up more, more points um, about, you know, uh, you know, tourists or people that are vacationing, you know, it, it seems like they're in a different mindset sometimes, like even like you said, like treating the, the wait staff nice and those kind of things. Like, 
it's unfortunate to go to places and kind of see um, people interact with people that are kind of, you know, working whatever specific job um, interacting in, in a negative way. It's like, man, they're, they're here to help you. Like, be, be nice, be kind. Like, <laughs> yeah. but it's cool that you were to flip that also as well on the environment side. So like planning it one, I'm sorry, like my mind's going a bunch of different ways right now. Um, cause, cause to your point, like thinking like old school, like, you know, County, Hey, here's, I'm, I'm an influencer. Like, let's do something cool. Like, yeah. I feel like most people be like, wait, what? Um, yeah. or like not really get it, you know, uh, or mm-hmm. the power, the power of it. So it's cool that that's all. But when you look at the six beach cleanups, like, obviously it seems like the biggest moving part there was probably getting people there, but or I guess maybe the timing, I guess, like what was the process of like organizing that? And then also keeping in mind, like, Hey, they're traveling from New Jersey or, you know, Missouri or wherever to, to kind of get that, that built up, I guess, to give back. So, yeah, that's a great question. We, we really wanted to test the idea of volunteerism. So we did like minimal um, promotion here locally, but we did heavy promotion like at the airports and at the hotels. And so we really wanted to capitalize on the idea of like, oh, you're just here and you stumbled upon a beach cleanup, jump in, like just help out while you're here. So we were kind of um, keeping it open and and we had different tactics. We had a, a very big, loud setup. We were giving away little gifts. Um, anybody that helped with the cleanup got a free ice pop. So we were really open to just like having walk-ins just kind of stumble across what we were doing and then being able to like in-person, face-to-face explain the idea of what we were going for. And the um, the reception from that was just incredible. Like people were so excited and so interested and ready to like to help out and, and get down and dirty in the trash with us. <laughs> that's that's cool. And, and you know, especially because, you know, if you're going there as a, as a family or whatnot, you know, there's obviously times you're like, oh, I don't, I don't know what to do right now. Like, what, what do we do tomorrow or t- this evening or whatever? But to be able to see that, you know, wherever they're staying or, hey, I saw that in the airport. Um, and, and it probably, you know, creates a a uh, greater connection with with the place that they're visiting or vacationing at um, mm-hmm. as well, I would imagine. Absolutely. And I think it, it gives them that sense because when I started, like when I was just doing this by myself on TikTok, um, it was therapeutic for me. Like it was a real, it was a real way for me to like kind of reground myself and break out of anything that was stressing me out by just focusing on like the waves crashing, the birds, the sun rising, picking up the trash. Like it really did kind of recenter me. And um, I've seen that happen to people who who were not expecting that experience, who come out just thinking like, oh, I'm going to pick up some trash and and then go to happy hour. But they they leave and they're like, dude, this was really therapeutic. I, I really enjoyed this and I'm looking forward to doing it again. Yeah. And it, and it, and it's a it's a different experience, especially, you know, if it's not like, you know, during the busy part of you know the day where there's people spread out. Um, one of my favorite things to always do um, when I used to go to vacation in Axhead, North Carolina was you know, at the end of the night, just go walk, walk to the pier from the, where we're at. Just like, there's nobody out, you know, besides like some kids, you know, running around with flashlights and stuff, but just sand beneath your feet, hearing the waves, like moonlight across it. Like it, it is very therapeutic. That was always one of my favorite parts of visiting. So to kind of show that different aspect, um, is, is really awesome. So, so obviously, and, and was this the first year you did that or did this happen a couple years ago? Um, the 
unwanted be kind campaign yeah 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 this was the first year we did that was actually earlier this year um okay during our spring season that's awesome. And then, so obviously you know, I got the, 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 this room to grow from there and, and figure out how to, to iterate that. So, um, so as far as like the, I guess the social aspect of it, the, I guess the influencer aspect of it, um, mm -hmm. you know, you, you mentioned, you know, it, you kind of started kind of getting back to, you know, what you really cared about and that's creating, and then also, you know, cleaning up, you know, the beaches and stuff that you, that you care about. So, I guess, was it just kind of by, by chance that I guess that it, it kind of built up some steam in that, in that point, like what, what was that look like? I've like, obviously I'm sure you were kind of doing it for yourself. Like you said, mm -hmm. from the therapeutic side of things, but as it grew, like what, what was that shift like? Yeah, this is a great question. Uh, it, it came in different ways, waves, and I, I've learned different lessons um, as growing this. I, I feel like I've positioned myself in a very unique space where I'm kind of sewing together, um, you know, environmental activism, sustainability, um, you know, all of this side of like, how do we be more eco-friendly as a society? And then also stringing together, like why people watch creators, why people are entertained by certain things. And I'm trying to like perfectly kind of layer these together so um, I can reach and tap into these audiences and, and teach them in ways that aren't necessarily being done currently. Um, and it was crazy. Like when I first started really catching, it was like a perfect storm. So I just, I started on Instagram, just making like videos on my story. And I got a lot of like feedback from my friends that I just went to high school with. Like at the time, they're like, dude, this is awesome. Keep talking about this. So then I moved into like making long form videos on YouTube. And that was great. I had a lot of fun doing that, but I wasn't really tapping into the audience that I was like searching for. Um, so then when I found TikTok, it was, it was a mixture of, I love how TikTok is an anti echo chamber. So on Instagram, think of if, if 10,000 people follow me because I teach about recycling, um, the chances are those people are actively recycling or already care about the system um, or looking yeah. for better ways to do it. Whereas like on, Inst on TikTok, I could have 500 followers, but I can still reach 10,000 people who don't know me, who aren't searching my name, who don't know that they care about this issue yet and still giving me the opportunity to spread that message. So I love that idea and that approach. And um, on top of that, I just wanted to also do it for myself to see like, can I do this every single day? Can I really make this a mission and, and like really find out different ways that I could, you know, spread this or, or make this impact? So I've, I originally challenged myself to see if I can pick up trash every day for 30 days and make a video about it. 30 days turned into 100, 100 eventually turned into 500 days on the first series that I did. Then I took a little break. Uh, and then earlier this year on January 1st, I started the series over. And today was actually day 307. So I'm going to see if I can do a full <laughs> year again. <laughs> hey, I mean, you're, you're pretty close. You know, we're we're, we're, we're knocking on New Year's. So <laughs> that's that's cool. And that's a great point about kind of the the virality of, of TikTok and, and not only that, but you know, you obviously understanding that, but understanding that it can be uh, a source of, of good of like of influence um, in that same sense. Um, you know, it's not just, uh, you know, dancing and, and whatever else you might find on there sometimes, yeah. but you know, there's, there's other entertaining stuff. That's also like spreading like that, that, kind of positive message, if you will, 
um, and then to be able to, to capitalize on that. So, and so as, as you, I guess when you first started that and you're like, okay, 30 days is a goal and obviously it continued to, to grow. Like what were some of those, um, I guess challenges. Cause I mean, yeah, sure. You know, TikTok is, isn't very, you know, long as far as how long the video, well, I guess now they're a little bit longer. Um, but a couple of years ago when they're, you know, 60 seconds or however long they were, that's, that's still, you know, you got to figure out, okay, you know, where am I going to pick up? What, what, what is the hook going to be? Um, you know, how am I going to get these people engaged? Because if they're not engaged, obviously then your message isn't getting spread. So, I mean, it's a balance there. So like, what were some of the things like that you learned to, to make that, that work, which obviously did not working judging by your followers and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was most of the fun for me. Like, so I, I try to structure this in a way on the, on the ground floor of like, how can I build this in a way that's not going to burn me out and still like be impactful. So, um, and doing that, like I knew every day I was going to wake up. So I had, I was working a full-time job at this point, like a nine to five Monday through Friday. So I would wake up at like 6am, get to the beach at like 615, shoot two videos, go to work by 8am and then get off of work and then shoot another video in my house, like a duet. And I posted three videos a day for about a year. And this was during the pandemic. So there was just a lot of people at home and, um, it just kind of like all of that attention and those eyes really started taking off. And then some lessons that I learned from that was like two really big ones was, I really wanted to build a community that I wasn't just some viral one-off, like, you know, okay, this viral video went crazy about this kid picking up trash. I wanted it to stick with people and I wanted people to continue to like think and, and understand that this is an everyday action that anybody can be taking. So that's why I chose the, the day structure and then going out there every day, I knew I was going to pick up trash, but what was the adventure? Where was the setting? What kind of trash was I finding? Did I find any treasures that weren't technically trash? And like building up this entire like um, this, this kind of like character and this story of the trash that I was finding or these treasures and stuff. And I think that really engaged a lot of uh, my followers at first. But then I wanted to take it a step further. And TikTok has this duet feature. So at the time I was inching toward uh, a million followers and I would just tell my audience, like, if you go out and pick up trash and make a video, tag me in it and I'll duet you. I'll shout you out. It doesn't matter how many followers you have. It doesn't matter any about that. Just like show me that you're doing that. And, you know, I'll I'll shout you out because I think it's a great thing. And I got so many videos of kids just going out and spending their days just picking up trash. And I feel like that also perpetuated this like push of like, this is a group of us. We're, we're It's not just about me. This is bigger than me. I'm just the one that is like kind of piecing the parts together. And then on top of that, like the, the second lesson that I really learned that like hit me pretty hard was while doing those duets, I would get tagged in like a bunch of beach cleanup videos that I would react to. And there was this one where the Manila Bay in the Philippines was uh, restored. And it, it was a great video. There was a bunch of trash. And then it was this beautiful beach at the end. And I was like, this is great. When I posted that, though, I got all these comments from the left side of the political spectrum in the Philippines being like, no, 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 look into this, please. Like, this is misinformation, da, da, da. So I was like, oh, no. So I looked into it. And apparently, uh, the president president at the time was illegally or unethically sourcing the Dolomite sand. Um, and it destroyed one of their local islands. And so I followed the video up. I was like, it's great. They picked up all the trash, but they did this unethically. It's we don't have to destroy one place to make another place beautiful. 
And then when I posted that video, all of the right side of the political spectrum in the Philippines were like, no, 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 you should have left it at this. Da, da, da. And so I was like, how did I manage to upset both sides of the political spectrum in the Philippines in one in two videos? <laughs> <laughs> so that's that really helped me realize, like, I can't just get on here and say whatever I want to say. I really have to be well researched and I have to be like, I have to know what I want to say and how to approach it. So in doing that, like I've made it my mission to surround myself with very well educated people like scientists, Congress people. Um, and then I'll pass my platform on to them when something's out of my wheelhouse or something that is bigger that I don't necessarily understand. And that's how I try to keep it, um, you know, engaging. It's also in, in giving a platform to people who, you know, have the science, have the research, but necessarily don't have the platform to share what they're finding. So it's become this like really collaborative thing. And, and I'm just very grateful to be, be in the position that I am in. Yeah, no, no, that's awesome. That's a, you know, a good point as far as, you know, the, the polarization of, uh, you know, different of ways of doing things. Uh, so, so like when it comes to, um, you know, kind of collaborating, like you said, like with the scientist or, you know, politicians or, or whoever, how, like what, I guess, what does that look? Is that like you just reaching out and being like, Hey, uh, I don't know, some <laughs> random trash question, uh, you know, getting clarification that way. And then you just recording a video and relaying it back to your audience. Or is it like, what does that sort of look like? I, I do it in a bunch of different ways. I, I kind of try to approach it what feels organic um, and authentic. So I have this friend, Elena. She's the garbage queen um, on Twitter. She's great. She's so, so smart. And so she talks about a lot, a lot about waste and energy and, and aspects of that. So Sometimes I'll just have her be like, hey, Elena, can you can you write up a little 15 second part for this? And I'll just throw it in the middle of the video and then I'll be like, hey, guys, and, and I'll and I'll it'll kind of like insert her in or I'll just quote like um, something that someone has sent me. Um, and then more recently, earlier this year, I kept finding a bunch of plastic beach toys on the beach. So I, I went to my audience and I was like, hey, guys what do we do about these plastic beach toys? And I got all these comments that were like, make a, take a toy, leave a toy box and put it on the beach. And I was like, that's a great idea. So I did it and I put it on the beach and the next day the box was gone. The city had taken it. So I went back to TikTok. I was like, well, they took the box. What do we do now? And everyone was like, start a petition or go pitch it at your city council. So I did that. And through that, like I've met all of my commissioners, made a couple of TikToks with them and they've worked <laughs> hand in hand with me to like, to like get these boxes on more beaches. And I think it was a really cool experience for my followers too, because they, we, I presented a problem. We worked on fixing it. That problem like spawned another problem and we worked on fixing that. And I feel like they got a really real, real world look into like how they can make an impact just where there are, where they are right now in their local communities. That's awesome. Okay, so that that's cool because I, I did see see that box in, in some of your videos, um, but I was I did not know that you and your audience uh, and your community were kind of the ones behind that idea, uh, which yeah. is which is really awesome because I mean that's you know you'll see random stuff like that out on the, out on the uh, the beach and you know it's it's trash but like you said it's not really trash, um, mm -hmm. so it gives it it gives it the use for the next family or even you know maybe a family that's out there vacation that doesn't have you know, the sandcastle toys and all that other kind of stuff. So you're kind of providing joy in that way as well, which is awesome. Um, no, that's, that's sweet. So, so I guess that, I mean, that was a pretty good story of kind of like what has come out of it in your community. Like what are some, are, are there like any other kind of things that have come out of it in that sense? Yeah. 
it's been this really interesting duality to what I do. So, um, like I said earlier this year, just been em- embraced by my city and where I live immediately in my local community. But all the while, like with TikTok and where it's at, it's become like an international kind of platform for me. So I'm also like work. I've been to like the Hollywood Climate Summit, the One Water Summit with the um, the One Water Alliance, um, and and then also to New York City Climate Week. So I've been able to ch- like travel a lot more recently and and meet just other creators who are who are just using their platforms in the most brilliant ways to also just kind of tap into this this essentially new space this new genre of being like an eco creator and. It's been incredible because everybody that I've met has so authentically been themselves and what they say and what they care about. So it's it's great to see this community grow and really tap into, you know, unconventional ways of getting this point across. Um, and I think all the while we're all under the understanding of climate doomism and misinformation and, and climate propaganda is like hurting us. So we're also activists against spreading ideas and things that aren't true or like actively stopping people from getting started. And it's, it's been really wild to have this duality of this national international brand on top of this really hyper local brand. So it's just been a a lot of fun and I have a lot of fun ideas for how I want to move it next year. That's awesome. And it's, you know, I think the, the key piece of that is that, you know, you you're you are making content it's getting good views it's getting out there but the fact that you and and the others that you mentioned as well are so intentional about it um and like you said not just making up stuff to get likes and follows and views and all that stuff like it's actually like hey this is real and this is entertaining but you know i'm not i'm not feeding you uh you know bs at the same time so i think that's that's super important and, and awesome that obviously you're that seems to sort of be the, the forefront of, of kind of the whole idea. Um, anyways. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I went into this like conversation the other day about um, encouraging people to be an eco creator and with the conflict of interest of, uh, uh, is this just a way to speed run getting brand deals and to, to kind of virtue signal? And my thing with that is we need more people talking about this. We need more people making content about this. Um, But with that being said, if you are doing it inauthentically and you don't actually care about what we're trying to do, you, everyone will see through it, your audience, your creators. It's, it's hard to hide authenticity. And in this space, it is so vital um, because you could be actively working against everything that we're doing. And essentially that's the green washing version of being a creator is just kind of virtue signaling, talking about, I, I did this, I did that, or this is what you could be doing better um, without actually having any weight behind it. I, I, it's this weird line of like, yes, we could, we could use more people talking about it almost to the point where like, if it's a lie, it's not necessarily hurting. If you're not actually, if you're just at least talking about it, it's still a plus, but you know, it, it would just be an ideal situation having everybody on the same page with the same mission, understanding that this isn't about how many views and likes we can get, but how many people we can impact through what we're doing. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and that's no, that's that's so important to think about it in that sense. Uh, you you, meant, you you tease a little bit. You you have an idea for which direction you want to kind of take that moving forward. Is that something you want to share? Or are you still holding on to that? Yeah, I would love to. Um, we don't, I don't have like a catchy name for it yet or anything, but 
um, I, I wanted to figure out how I could step out of just the trash because through this journey, um, I've realized that, you know, at first I was going out and picking up trash and being like, I'm saving the world. And I do think it's still a great thing to do. But I s- quickly realized that like picking up trash is essentially just sweeping up the after party. Like, how do we prevent this from even getting there? How do we prevent these products yeah. from continuing? How do we stop emissions from actually changing our climate? So um, through that journey, I've been realizing like there is a lot more steps to take. So how do I grow past just the trash and not abandon it entirely? So the idea that I came up with was um, next year, once a month, I'm going to host a community event, events that are already happening in communities around the world. But I'm going to put this eco spin and these like this kind of like environmentalist theme under it and to show these communities that are doing these events, how they can continue doing exactly what they're doing, but in a more sustainable way. And that's things like creating a bartering event and seeing if we can entirely take money as a concept out of a market and just do it off trades and bargain or bartering. Or if we could like host a fancy formal that's entirely sustainable or do like a community cookout that has all compostable, like farm to table, organic meat and stuff like that and show kind of highlight where these certain events are lacking in terms of an environmental space. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's an awesome idea. Um, I can't say I have any good ideas for the name of it yet, but, uh, I like the idea. (laughs) Um, and it's, it's kind of, it's, you know, really what, what you're kind of doing is just, is just trying to shift the perspective and the view of these, of these different events and kind of really trying to get people to to think about things differently and be more intentional with what it is to prevent, you know, these things from happening in the first place. Cause you know, I was, I was talking to, um, or I had another guest on here a while ago and, uh, they're compliment, complimenting, um, their kind of local organization called keep Virginia cozy. And, and they go out through their yeah. trails and, and pick up trash and everything like that. And it's like, uh, he was saying like, man, you just gotta love what, what Brian's doing because, you know, organize these events. There's a lot of success picking up all this trash, but he knows next weekend it's going to be the same exact thing. Like it, it's not yeah. like it's something that's you do it once and it's done. So how do you, how do you prevent it from happening in, in the first place? Um, so, Absolutely. you know, it's definitely a challenge, but it's, it's cool to think about it in that way as well. Totally. And at one of the, I just went to a, a keep Florida beautiful convention recently, and there was this great seminar on, the concept of doing things around a budget. So say we wanted to implement these toy boxes, for instance, but I needed $10,000 for some reason to make these toy boxes and all this good stuff. Uh, The whole seminar was the idea of like working around this boundary of money. So like, how do I, how do I, get in touch with a local carpenter, build up a relationship with them, find somebody that could do this off of just the the validity of what we're doing, or maybe something that there's a benefit to them. And just kind of working away these, these boundaries that we've kind of put in place for ourselves. And I love that concept, even exceeding just money, like and stepping into like, how do we push a message? How do we make an impact uh, without necessarily and I don't want to say it like this because it sounds a little like uh, rebellious, but like without following this standard practice of how things have already been done, how do we how do we shake it up a little bit? Because the one thing I notice with my audience is it's a lot of younger kids, a lot of younger minds. 
Gen Z is so innovative and so passionate about this that if we're not helping them come up with ways, they're going to eventually do it themselves. Um, and I think it's just great to start now rather than later. In fact, we have to. So, um, yeah, that's been my main thing is like, let's get creative with this. Let's have fun with it. I don't think it needs to be so doom and gloom and drab. I think we can come up with some really fun ways to get people on board and and maybe reach people from where they are right now without feeling like we're making it seem like it's their fault. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that, that kind of that community collaboration in that sense as well and kind of you know, I love that idea of kind of helping them, you know, figure out how to break down the barriers that they might see, you know, because, you know, that can be a daunting task, you know, depending on on what your ambitions are. Um, and, you know, probably even from the standpoint of just creating the content themselves, kind of go back to the, the previous conversation. But, you know, when you have that and then you have, you know, whatever logistics go into building stuff or getting the, the materials needed to kind of make see these things through um you know you don't want any of that stuff to be a reason why somebody like has a really good idea and they're like no i'm just gonna i'm just gonna scrap it because i don't have x y and z yeah exactly and i feel like i get asked a lot too like how do i get started and the biggest thing that i tell people is just start talking about it like eventually each community and each town and, and city whatever wherever you're at like each community has their own specific needs. And I I really encourage people to, if they're wanting to start, start locally, start how you can make an impact where you're at right now. Um, And the best way to do that is just to start by talking about it. Awareness is contagious. I know when I first started, like my friends would make fun of me. They'd be like, oh, Colin's going to pick up more trash. And then weeks later, I'm getting like videos sent to me like, bro, I couldn't stop thinking about your voice in my head. I saw this piece of trash. I picked it up. Uh, (laughs) Like it really does work like that. And I don't think that you should have an end goal in mind. Like obviously there's goals that we want to accomplish as like individuals and as like a whole group in a collective. But I think that you should allow yourself to keep it open and find ways and be flexible into where you could fit the best and what works for you individually. And then, then you'll be more comfortable to grow um, as you continue finding different needs. Yeah, I, no, I, absolutely. Um, and that's funny that <laughs> you, you kind of led into my my question that I always ask without uh, me asking it, which would be a piece of advice for our listeners. Um, and I was going to take it the same way, you know, kind of where, how do you get started um, and, and build those relationships and, and kind of build that community? Um, and I think, I think you kind of just outlined it perfectly. So <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, do, I mean, do you, I, I guess since, since you did, since you did that, that sense, I'll, I'll take it a step back to kind of go back to the, the creator, uh, standpoint, okay. what, um, if, if somebody has a, a good message and, and they're, they feel comfortable about starting that conversation, but maybe, maybe they don't feel, um, comfortable in front of a camera. If, if, if they're looking at, you know, TikTok for a platform per se, mm-hmm. maybe they don't feel comfortable in front of a camera or, you know, editing it or don't know whether to edit it in the app or with another program or what, like, what would, what would your suggestion be for that to take away that barrier as far as getting their message out there? Absolutely. Um, I, I think TikTok really rewards authenticity a lot m- more so than flashy camera tricks. Um, and it also rewards innovation. So uh, if you were uncomfortable being on camera, TikTok has implemented tools of like voice to speech. So you don't even have to necessarily even use your voice and you can use B-roll. You can use a nice little sound. Um, I think 
that would be an interesting way for like someone interested in getting into this space of figuring out what is their mode of communication, what works best and what do you think, what ways could they tap into a larger audience? And it's not even always about the audience as well. Some things are extremely niche that, um, you know, only a handful of people will find, but that will give a lot of value to them. Um, so yeah, I think if you're looking to get into this space, just experiment with it and, and just really find a community. There's tons of communities spawning, not just on TikTok, but Instagram, real life, of course, like um, <laughs> of people who are just constantly talking about different issues and different aspects. That's what I've loved so much about the space is um, every, we're all essentially talking about the same thing. We're all trying to get to the same goal. Uh, but everybody's approach and everybody's interpretation of how they want to do it is so unique. And it's incredible because I feel like with that diversity, we're able to to really hit every angle of this issue. Um, so if, even if you feel like, oh, nobody's talking about this, I, I wish I have a friend, his name's Phil the Fixer. Um, and he realized that nobody was talking about the importance of like soil quality. And he just started going in on it. And he's really passionate about it. And he found that that is like working and there's a whole community on people who are super passionate about soil quality. Um, it's a huge aspect of like where we're at in climate change. And it, it's been, it's just been incredible because then that leads to the next thing. What, what I love about TikTok as well is there's, there's unexpected content that you can get strictly from the comments. Like someone will comment down an idea or, or a rebuttal to something that you can also attach that to. And that's also creating more of a community, more engagement. Um, so yeah, my advice really would be just experiment, um, and don't be afraid to get weird with it. Like if you're, <laughs> I have another friend that dresses up like a shark for like shark, like, um, shark conser conservancy awareness. Um, she just dresses up like a shark and she does the TikTok dances and puts little facts in them. And it's great. It just, it works. That's all. No, that's, that's awesome. And to your point, I mean, you can kind of let, you know, let the weird come out, you know, and, and still, make make an impact at the, at the same way like something that's entertaining and also educational and helpful in the same way so i think that's a uh, that's awesome awesome advice so so to that point where where can people find you online to join your community um you know see these different projects you have going on um and you know maybe chat back and forth in comments or whatever to kind of bounce some ideas around totally yeah um I'm still working on my website, which would be trashcolin.com, but you can just reach out to me on TikTok or Instagram or YouTube. It's all under the same handle, um, at trashcolin, and my, my, my name is spelled C-A-U-L-I-N. Awesome. Well, everyone, definitely make sure you uh, check him out, see see what he's up to. Uh, like I said, the the videos are super entertaining uh, and super educational as well. So definitely check them out. Um, but uh, Colin, I appreciate uh, you taking the time to share your story, share your yeah. passion. Um, and, you know, I, I appreciate all that you're doing. And I can't kind of I can't wait to see uh, where the community goes from here. Awesome. Thank you so much. I had a great conversation. and I'm super stoked that to be on. Thanks for listening. And hey, if you made it this far and like what you've heard, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and let your friends know about life emotion. Until next time.